What is up, you guys? You are listening to the Pop Gospel Podcast. I am your host, Chad the Dad, and here with me in the studio and also not in the studio from outer space, uh, <laughs> to my direct left, we have Aaron Sexton. I'm in the studio. I'm not in outer space. And the outer space one would be on my phone, well, my iPad over here. It's Josh. Yes. Rhodes. He was a third member of the Dragon launch with SpaceX that no one saw. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't want me on camera. Would you have Thought, gone? Would I have gone? Yeah, would you go? Yeah, probably. You mean sit in a rocket that's never been tested before, hoping that it gets you where you're going to go? <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I was watching the launch, and I'm not going to lie, when they started to count down and they got close to zero, I thought to myself... Oh my gosh, I'm nervous. Yeah, I had and a small I'm, moment of anxiety. And I'm not even in the rocket. That's I think right. I would pee my pants. It's like, this is either going to go incredibly well or horribly wrong. <laughs> this is why... Nah, that thing had totally been tested enough. I mean, yeah, not actually going to outer space and not with actual humans, but, you know, yeah. they were good to go. I just can't, like, I think I... No, I would enjoy it. Once we got off the ground, but that countdown for some reason, dude, it really got me. I was like, "Now that is terrifying." Yeah, you could literally be what seconds away me from out. blowing away, like blowing up, being completely incinerated. You think it would be what better if they didn't tell them. the astronauts that they were going to launch them? Like they, it was just like silence, and it was like surprise, <laughs> and then you just take off <laughs> like a roller coaster or something. I would appreciate that. What were you saying, now, Josh? No, what freaked me out was when they connected to the space station. Did y'all oh, see any of that? Yeah. It took like four hours just to ring the doorbell, basically. Yeah, it was scary. Well, the whole thing to me is scary just because you're like literally one bad move away from death. Now, completely... Well, I guess it's related to the uh, launch. So right as all that was going on, Space Force had come out on Netflix. Oh, my God. And Stephanie and I were watching it. Did you? Were you and... watching the episode where they had the monkey working on the saddle? Yes. <laughs> I was like, they so make it I'm seem think... so hard, but literally they show a monkey doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, oh, man, something's going to happen. Yeah. Go floating off into the sun forever. So... I don't know if I asked this question on the podcast or not, but if you miss the space station, what do you do? I think you got you you got to you you'll enter it'll be like an early entry back into earth orbit. Like you'll you'll have to you'll have to reset everything. Okay, so it's not like cuz they're moving in our orbit, right? Yeah. They're not going out. Uh-uh. They're going sideways like they're coming around yeah because once once they break a certain point they're they enter the gravitational pull of the earth and they use that to kind of propel them towards where they want to go yeah they're not using rockets and thrusters and stuff so if you miss like you just got i think you just have to reset everything it's like well come back to earth we'll do it again in another year (laughs) Man, I would really hate to be the guy that missed that one number yeah. in the calculation that throws the whole thing well, off. Did you guys hear? Were you watching the news broadcast like during the live launch? Yeah. Did you hear the one lady talking who said the only time she'd been to space it was her and another rookie? Yes. Like, can you imagine that pressure not having like? Yeah, we don't know what we're doing before? up here. <laughs> no. Like, dude. hey. Oh, it's your first day on the job, too. Yeah, let's go to outer space. Let's go to outer space. There are much easier jobs, much less life-threatening jobs that I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like, it's my first day. It's your first day, too. Let's just do it. Right, let's do this. Let's just jump out there and get her done. But not in a rocket ship. (laughs) Like, so Jordan and I were watching the Titan games. Uh And I don't know if you've watched them or not, but you should. It's the show that is hosted by Dwayne Johnson, and it's essentially these people come in. There's you know average everyday people, whatever. They're like Instagram fitness gurus and stuff like that. <clears throat> but 
they compete in these physical games and then at the end of the episode whichever one of them comes out on top has to face a titan and the one in the central region the so they're doing west central and east uh the one in the central the titan for the men is joe thomas uh-huh. of the cleveland browns yeah and he hasn't lost yet yeah because he is a beast he's an animal dude yeah so I know I saw he's gotten so much skinnier than he was. Yeah, when he's he was lost in the NFL, a ton of weight because crazy. he's not he's not working out anymore to move defensive linemen around. Like yeah, he's he, just working out. He said that when he left the NFL, he lost fifty pounds just yeah. like that. Yeah, and he is a mountain of a man. Yeah, solid muscle. The female Titan got beaten the first episode. And she got beat bad. So, like, <laughs> the last thing that they do is Mount Olympus or whatever. And uh, they have to go through these ten different obstacles. And so it's like you go over and under these hurdles. And then you flip this giant box. You get on top of the box. You do this, like, monkey bar thing up. Then you have to lift this log and carry it uphill. It's this whole big thing. So there's ten obstacles the Titan in the female round, the first round, she was four obstacles behind when the challenger finished. Oh my goodness. What a champion. And then the challenger was, she becomes the new Titan uh-huh. and every new challenger has to face her. She won two rounds in a row and then lost her third. And so there's a new female Titan. I said all that to say one of them was a college basketball referee one of the ladies who is challenging and uh that's a job that i would not want to do first day with another rookie no dude at my first like, let's go be a referee i ever no served that I, I they wrote me into being an upward referee i told them first thing i have never watched basketball i have never played basketball and they're like it's pretty self-explanatory that was a lie that was a lie that's from the, the pits opposite of, hell. of true let me tell you, so, and parents in child sports are vicious. The way more yes, aggressive, they are. way more aggressive than any other fan. It's just like I don't, it's like those kids are ten and eleven years old, and those parents think they're at the peak of physical activity. Because that's I their call baby. A foul, yeah. Because Jimmy whacked Tanner in the face with his elbow on purpose, and they're like, "That's totally legal." I really thought you were gonna say Jimmy cracked corn, and I don't care. <laughs> So I, I was an actual referee for a little while uh, in high school. Oh, actual! And, like yeah. Aaron wasn't actually a referee. I mean, I got to wear the striped shirt. Well, well no, I, I passed like the <laughs> test. Well, they didn't make me take a test. They were just like, show up on Saturday at nine a.m. Yes. So, I, but I mean, I mainly it, it basically just got me paid to ref instead of doing it for free. Um. But uh, I was refing a peewee game one time, and the coach of one of the teams just happened to be my high school basketball coach's son. Yes. And I was a senior in high school, so had to see said high school basketball coach every day. (laughs) Well, coach's son decided he was going to cuss me, so I had to tee him up. Mm. And then then he decided to come at me, so I teed him up again. Tossed him out. Tossed him out of the game and then had to go see old Coach Green the next morning. First words out of his mouth. So you threw my son out, huh? Yeah, that wasn't a fun practice that day. (laughs) Now, mind you, I I wasn't on the basketball team. I was the equipment manager. That's what I was going to say. We we didn't have enough people. Oh, Oh, no. See, we didn't have enough people to play five on five on the team. Like we only had nine players on the team. So I was the scout team point guard. Wow. So so I had to run, just like everyone else, and it was the worst day ever. But yeah, yeah. That, so sounds, Ch- so that sounds terrible. That's my referee story. Well, I didn't learn my lesson from doing basketball and got roped into a couple years later uh, being an umpire for the city baseball fields. See, I would never umpire. Oh, I threw so many parents out. I threw so many parents out, dude. Like, I would... 
they would disagree with the call and then call me an idiot. And I was like, just go home. <laughs> Don't no, go there, there are there are no worse sports parents than baseball parents. It's it's the most ridiculous thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. So. There's... Everybody thinks their kid's the next A-Rod or something. I know. Well, and... I had to stop a game one time and be like, "There," I said, is anyone in the stands uh, a professional scout or a college scout? And no one raised their hand. And I was like, then none of this matters. <laughs> none of this matters at all. Everybody calm down. Like, it, it's just a game their kids let them play. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, yeah, our... our... Our bus driver has disappeared, it seems he has. like. And we never mentioned that Casey is not in the studio. He has once again hightailed it to the woods. He's in the wilderness, finding himself and finding God. So, Wild man Casey Winstead. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's the nickname. Wait. Is that his nickname? That's the nickname. Uh, what I'm more worried about is, has his last name ever been said on the podcast? And I just oh, he says it all is. the time. Okay, he's, yeah, he's like so wild, man Casey, wild, wild man, man Casey Winston. Wild man Casey. I like it. I like it. You know, you, you, I called Chad excellent. one day with what I thought was a revelation, and was like, we should call him Winnie. And he was like, that's good, but I like Wild Man so much better. I don't know. I kind of like Winnie better. <laughs> Winnie, <laughs> Winnie Winstead. <laughs> No, I like Old Wild Winnie. Man. Wild Man's cool. I don't have a cool. Yeah, name. but but Casey's already cool. Like we need something to like bring like, him my, down my a notch. My name is Pookie. <laughs> you know, I'm Booger. So there. Chaz is Biscuit. Like the three of us have these horrible nicknames, and then Wild Man. And then yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's not a leader. We're gonna call him Winnie. Forget Wild Man. Casey, yeah, when you listen to that, this, you're winning. Now. That never happened. Hey, Winnie, thanks for listening. That's it. No, oh. thanks for not participating. So, yeah, Chad's dealing with something. So I guess I'm gonna do Billboard top. We say Billboard top 100 every week, but it's like just the number one song on the Billboard, and that is. We should do the whole 100 one week. Well, I got, but not this week. Phone. So the Billboard Top 100. Are there Let's two see, L's in Billboard? Number one on the chart this week is Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Ariana. That's right. I threw, I threw the, the Spanish on there, the Ariana. Do you remember when collabs used to be like huge, like when it was a big deal for artists to collaborate on songs and now it's I, just I like, remember thinking it was so cool when jay-z and lincoln park did stuff together. yeah you were like yes crossover like, what i know that's and a then, basketball term that's about as much as i know about basketball whoop, crossover there's like a christian rap song with that in it i can't think of what it is though we actually another league that i refereed when Chad and I lived in Arkadelphia, uh, the church we were going to, they did something similar to Upward, but they called it Crossover. Um, and and that would play like between every game. When I was growing up, uh, I did Kicks for Christ, which was the karate Ooh. thing that they had at churches. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's bring in these kids into church and teach them the art of self-defense in the name of Judy Jesus. Judy Chopping for Jesus. <laughs> Dude, was, oh, my favorite thing was just to punch on the punching bag that they called Bob. It's the one that looks like an actual person, you know? Uh, oh. He's like, it's just a torso with no, no arms and this face that looks like it's been beat flat. <laughs> So when I was in first grade, I took Taekwondo with my cousin, Jake. And the first time we ever like sparred with anyone, they obviously paired us up. And the first thing I did was just punch him straight in the stomach. Yeah. And he fell to the ground and like, that was that. Right. So winner, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you cool. get your yellow belt and a green stripe. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I was I was still just an old white belt. Mm. I don't think I ever went past that. Didn't go very long. Those are those are weird collabs, like upward basketball at church, where parents are the least Christian anyone can be, 
and then Kicks for Christ, where like Christians are so you know seen as peaceful, and then you're in there like putting on gear and beating each other up. <laughs> Those are bad crossovers. So to, to get getting us back to um, Billboard Top 100, Savage, the Beyonce version, which is the better version to me, um, moved down one spot to number two. Kind of sad. But that's also a collab. It's Megan the Stallion. Yeah. Featuring Beyonce. Yeah, so like, I, li- I listened to that song, and I, I don't really care for it. it. It's just better than the original, in my opinion. Um, actually, four out of the top five songs are collabs. So at number three is Rockstar, Baby featuring Roddy Rich, And then The Weeknd comes in by himself. At number four with Blinding Lights That's and number so five good. Say So by the uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, but Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj. Yeah, Dojo Cats. Mm, cats in the Dojo. The secular version of Kicks for Christ. I love cats. I love every <laughs> kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't hug every cat. Boop doop doop. That's how that song goes. All right. Oh, he's he's making his way back in. Our our bus driver has returned. Hey, hey, Chadillac. And I'm back. I heard some. I, I remember being so jealous when Chad got the nickname Chadillac. Because it's, it's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Didn't I give that to you? No, Carol wrote it on one of my first paychecks. Oh. Whenever I was mm. only getting paid for leading worship, I would get a check every week, and he wrote Chadillac on one of the envelopes. And I was like... And it was so cool. And of course, because Carol's handwriting is immaculate, and he uses his fountain pens and all that fancy stuff, I couldn't read it. <laughs> I was like... Is this mine? <laughs> I, I don't know who have this you is given me the wrong. For. Yeah, have, like have I you have tendered me the wrong check. Oh, well, and I thought I was taking somebody else's. Sorry, now I've got to reset the whole thing. And I'm here. I'm locked in. Yeah. So what did I miss? Locked in. <laughs> so we well, we did the Billboard, Billboard top, 100. top 100. The whole hundred or just the number one? Just the one. I heard that. We reference. actually did the top five. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, we did. Why? We talked about crossovers. What's what crossover of what? Because the top the he was like four of the top five are are uh, collaborations, you know, crossovers mm. and stuff. He mentioned Jay Z and Lincoln Park when that was big, and I was like, oh, crossover. Oh, okay. So I because we were talking about refing children's sports uh, when I left, I thought of crossover. Yep. The little basketball league that. Mm. Yeah, Josh. I talked that. about that too. Do you remember that kid that I had on my team who was incredible and made all of you look stupid, and you guys got mad at me because he was scoring I, more points than you? I, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't coach that year. Did you not? Yes, you did. No. You and Jeffrey coached together. No, no uh, De- uh, Devin and Jeffrey coached together or something, or maybe brother Greg and Jeffrey. I just ref that year because I was so busy working at Mazio's. Oh, well, I just know that I had this kid on my team. <laughs> he was like the Kobe Bryant of children's basketball. Did you do the stereotypical, okay, everybody give the ball to Timmy? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I I was a fair coach, spread the ball around, do what we can. But Michael, it, when you get the ball, what do you do with it? <laughs> Pass it to Timmy. That's right. <laughs> but I just couldn't help that when he got the ball, like on a rebound, because he was a foot taller than every other kid, he just would fast break down there and he would lay it in. Sometimes <laughs> Because he was also faster than every kid. Yes. Had better handles than every kid. Could shoot better than every kid. He had no and- business being in the small little Christian basketball <laughs> league. <laughs> no, he, he needed sh- to be playing for the AAU. <laughs> exactly. He should have been playing AAU ball, and I'm sure he eventually did. But... It got to a point in one game, so they had it set up where every kid had to sit at least one quarter. I was like, okay, no problem. He always sat in the fourth quarter for me. I always let him play the first three, and then he sat. Well, it was the third, or no, he always sat in my third and came in in the fourth. And he was just 
dominating. I mean, we were up by like 40. <laughs> but it was like, how do you tell the kid to not... Stop scoring. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I mean, I was getting chewed out, not only by the opposing coach, but the referee. And I was like, okay, hey, like, just don't shoot. He was like, don't shoot. I was like, yeah, just like pass the ball to everybody else and everybody else just friggin' chuck it up there. <laughs> <laughs> See if we but, get lucky. But the problem was when he passed the ball and they chucked it, we scored. <laughs> and so it yep. was it was just merciless. It was there was nothing that I could do, but See, everybody I'm doing the best I can, us. man. Like you're getting mad I, at me was, and I'm just I, trying to let these kids have fun. That's right. Was I was the ref that was trying to tell Chad to get him to pass the ball because our youth pastor, the guy who like organized the whole event, was telling me to tell Chad he needed to get that kid to pass the ball. Yeah, I, I was getting chewed out. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. I can't help it that we're better than you. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But so this was the age group that like they were just big enough that we had to play full court. Yeah. But not big enough that they're like raining threes or anything like that. There were like maybe four kids that could shoot from the three point line. Yeah. Barely. And then the next year I had two of them (laughs) and this kid could almost dunk the ball. Oh, so it was just, it was all bad. (laughs) And speaking of almost dunk the ball, I was coaching a sixth grade basketball team. I was going to say, don't you Uh, dare tell anyone you're about to dunk a basketball. Oh no, I've never I'm I've, six I've four the and I can't times. dunk a basketball. <laughs> I can barely dribble the thing, but that's another story. Mm, I've touched true. the net a couple times, but oh, I was boy. a lot lighter. Um <laughs> But no, so if any of you follow Razorback sports or Iowa State sports, I was the Michael Petway's sixth grade basketball coach. True that. Whoa. Only kid only si- only sixth grader I've ever seen able to dunk a basketball. It was pretty incredible. Ridiculous. You're part of his athletic history. That's crazy. I am. He doesn't even. He remember probably you. doesn't even remember me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's going to be a hard no. So what else did you guys cover while I was out? That was basically it. We talked about bad bad collaborations like upward basketball and kicks for Christ. Those are just. <laughs> Not good collaborations. Kicks for Christ is that like kickball? No, it was karate Sad- that I did. Sadly, oh. it wasn't <laughs> kids donating their awesome shoes, which is what I was hoping it was going to be. No, oh, donate your shoes for Christ. No, man, it was yeah. elementary kids wailing on each other in the church gym. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> Ch- Chad, do you remember? Uh, never mind. First rule, I forgot it. What? What's the first rule? The first rule of Fight Club, Chad. You don't talk about it. Okay, but what Fight Club are we talking about? Because I don't remember it. Do you remember when we would have fight (laughs) nights in Arkadelphia? Oh, yeah. We had a buddy who was training at an MMA gym, and he needed people to spar with. And so we all just started getting together and beating each other up. (laughs) It was a good time. I, I, I mean, Chad was going to get his jaw broke one night. Yeah, there was one night that the guy who was training in MMA, he was like, okay, I want you to really spar me. I was like, okay. And I say that because I'm 6'4", almost 6'5", about 300 pounds at the time. And he was 5'9". He, he's shorter nine, than I am. Yeah, like 5'9"-ish, 170 pounds. And so I was like, okay, I mean, if you really want to, we can. You're asking for it. But sure enough, he got a lick on my chin that sent my eyes crossways. And I was like, oh, no, this is it. <laughs> I'm going to go sit down. Yeah, this is when I but hit the mat. Chad, Chad had an MMA superpower, though. We Just, called it the legs. Oh, yeah. That's right. I lock anything and, between my thighs and it's game over. Dude, thunder thighs over here. <laughs> We also There's gave nothing. we also gave Casey his nickname. Ooh, old Winnie. Yeah, it's well, Winnie. we talked about him being in the woods, and Josh was like Wild Man Winstead, and I was like, "That's a great nickname. That is really good." But then we thought, like, but your nickname he is doesn't Biscuit. need to have an awesome nickname. Mine is Booger. His is Poogie, so we had to bring him back down to our level. <laughs> so we threw out Wild Man, and now he's Winnie. <laughs> 
That's messed up. <laughs> By the way, Josh, I've decided, or I decided this past week, we need to just start calling you Rhodesy. I used That's to call, my other nickname. I used to call him Rhodesy all the time. I mean, it's just because his your, name is your Josh mom, Rhodes. Your mom didn't know my first name for the longest, so she just only knew me as Rhodesy. And I thought that would be a great... That's your podcast name. Except Rhodesy doesn't really like... Like, I've got Aaron Sexton, Casey Winstead, and Rhodesy. We just, got Wild it, Man Booger and Rhodesy. Tell you what, boy. <laughs> Now that sounds like an interesting podcast. <laughs> well, you, it's, it seems like you guys did a great job. We did. Keeping this thing What going. is up, you guys? I'm the Biscuit. Coming <laughs> well, at you live, a wild man, Booger and Rhodesy. Well, I was handling a situation, and now I'm back, and I can't wait to listen to this podcast and hear what all you guys Yeah, because this will be the first time that you weren't like in on a conversation. Well, other than you guys introing the podcast last... <gasps> Stop. The presses. Collaborate and listen. My wife... Listen to the podcast. No this way. Week. I started... No way. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I started receiving super random text messages from my wife... <laughs> that just said... Casey doing your opening had me dying. Can he say ghetto grocery store? <laughs> <laughs> and I just missed, like, I read them, but it didn't register. And later on, I texted her and she said, did you read my texts? LOL. And I was like, oh, you're listening to the podcast. And then she called me later because... So she is a busy woman, and so she can't. She's not going to listen to it all in one hour, like the way I consume podcasts. She's gonna like take it in in bits, and so later on, she was coming home from, uh, hanging out with some friends, and she calls me, and she's like, "Excuse me, you know that the megalodon is real." <laughs> <laughs> Because Jordan is a believer, and she won't go on a cruise ship because of the megalodon. Of the megalodon, she will not do it. Okay, so after the podcast, we were out in the backyard with Tinley playing with her water table, and she's got these little squid-looking things. And Kristen and Tinley are playing in the water table, and I was—I'd been busy, and so I was hot and sweaty and sitting down behind them. Watching them play, like, just like, oh, this is a great moment. I'm watching my wife and my daughter play. And I just hear my wife go, ah, it's the crackle. And I was like, what did you say? <laughs> the crackle? Yeah. The crackle. <laughs> ah, it's the crackle. That's what she said. I laughed so hard. That's We're snapping pop. Mm. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, babe, it's cracking. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Kristen. I appreciate the laugh. <laughs> oh Rice my god! So I've got a question for you. Rice Krispies are an incredible cereal. We've got some at the house. Kristen picked some up at the store, and I forgot how good they were. Yeah, I had a bowl the other night. And was like, this is delightful. I'm real sad. I'm doing keto right now because then I talk about things like that, and it makes me sad. So I've got a question for you guys. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Now, pause. You you said you're doing keto right now. Can I just say that if you do, if you go to Red Robin and get you a burning love burger, no bun, obviously. Of course. With with some broccoli, it's like twenty grams of carbs, but man, it's so worth it. Um. Oh, it's so good. It's what I have for supper. There's nothing about broccoli that's worth it. No, dude. <laughs> well, you have to get a side. Kristen and, has and made what is, me broccoli a million different ways, and, and I it's hate always it gross. Every time. Yes, and it makes the house I, smell like. I a guarantee. Fart. I guarantee I have a broccoli recipe that you will like. I guarantee you don't. And my daughter loves. That's what everybody broccoli. says. She loves it, man. Yeah, no. no, I've I've been through a thousand. This recipe is going to make you love broccoli recipes, and not a single one of them has changed my yeah. mind. You you haven't had broccoli made by me. 
I've had broccoli made by everyone. It's well, still bad. I, I'm telling you. I, I, I know a secret. It tastes like what it looks like. A tree. Okay. I don't want to eat a tree. But what's the burger? Because I go to Red Robin and I get the black and blue. The blue cheeseburger. What is... See, the, the burning... The Burning Love Burger is like pepper jack cheese. It's got a little bit of salsa on there. It's got some uh, fried jalapenos. So, so it's, good. It's oh I didn't gosh. think you liked jalapenos. Oh, yeah. He does on the Burning Love Burger. Jalapeno I don't burger. Like, I, I don't like the texture of them if they're like cooked certain ways or raw. But gotcha. if they're cooked certain other ways... I'm all about them. Okay. Well, anyway, since you interrupted me, here's my question. No, do what I can with what I got. If you were offered $1 billion to be hunted for 24 hours, would you do it? Could I fight back? Well, that's something we're going to get to. Let's just start with the basis hundred or a billion dollars 24 hours you are being hunted this person will end your life so it's not like hunted with a nerf gun it's it's legit hunting would you do it just on that just based on those facts right there okay um quick question if he gets me does my family still get the billion dollars nope nope if you if you lose you lose the game that's it. So the billion only happens if you survive okay. twenty four hours. With just those parameters, no, I'm not going for it. Okay. Now, now, is it like from go? I have to run into the woods. He runs after me, or do I have like time to hide and such? We'll give you a uh, ten minute head start. Is this like Hunger Games, run at the cornucopia, grab your weapons and go? You know, the, the, No, the this is thing. one so man... Ten minute? This is one man proposing this idea to you. You say, sounds great. He says, all right, I'll give you a ten minute head start, go. And it's just one if man you made, hunting you. If you made it a thirty minute head start, I would do it. Really? What? Yeah. Why the extra twenty minutes? You don't think you could get I, far enough in ten? No, I, I would. I would overthink a hiding spot and end up getting <laughs> shot because of that. Yeah, well, the key to being hunted is to keep moving. Mm. Yeah, like you. I mean, I can. I can spin a guy in circles for twenty-four hours, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so you would do it? I, I thought just, you said no. I don't want to risk dying, not being able to fight back okay so let's add that you could fight back but you're only allotted nature oh yeah i could do it so you you would do it if like okay let me ask you this you it's not going to be in your um what what would what would you call natural an, habitat? What, well, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> what would you call like an area like this with? Uh, you wouldn't call it urban. Familiar? No, like the territory. There's stores and houses. That's and, urban. Oh, okay. It's considered an urban environment. Okay, so your choices are forest, jungle, desert, or a midwestern plain. So, you know, like, you've got your valleys and whatnot, some trees, but not, like, forest. I would either do forest or, I don't want to say jungle, because I feel like he wouldn't be the one that got me. It would be, like, would some be giant some, anaconda yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I reach out and See. grab something I think is a vine, and it's a snake, and that's it, you know? But I would do no, forest that's part or, of nature. I would do forest or the plain. Like I think, okay. I think I could do it in in the in the because you have I mean like depending on what weapon he's using, uh, line of sight would be really really good and that's uber important. Yeah. You know, even if you do have a long range weapon, I just need to know 
what's the range of that weapon and I'm staying out of it. You know, I was like, I can, I can keep moving even if it's a little at a time. Like okay. my, my, I think most people's plan in that would be like, Josh is like, oh, I'm just going to get somewhere and hide. But that makes you vulnerable because of deduction. You know, like he can determine where you are not and narrow it down to where you could be. And if he's a good tracker, yeah, and he tracks you, and the trail stops, yeah, he's got a good trouble. idea <laughs> of knowing the area in which you're in. But if you keep moving, and you you know you can double back and all kinds of stuff, and that's the, what you would want to do is confuse the trails, mm. and you know all that kind of stuff. But it's also you can be like outside of footprints and stuff. You can be pretty careful moving through the woods and not break any branches and stuff. So okay, Josh, select your terrain. So. So I would go jungle or desert. Okay. Jungle because of how dense it is. Like, you're not going to be able to get off a clean shot through, like, how close the shrubberies and trees are to each other. You oh, know what the I'm saying? shrubberies. Okay. Why you desert? Know, Why is desert one of your... Sand dunes be deceiving. This is true. Deceiving. Like, what are you thinking? I mean, you don't realize like how high a sand dune is or how deep the valley between two sand dunes are. Okay. Is. Is. Are, <laughs> is. I don't know. So what you're thinking I'm there. Tired. So what you're thinking I'm there. I'm thinking that I can use the Aaron method and stay out of the range of his weapon. And use the sand dunes to help me with that. Well, and the good thing about sand dunes is, is if you have, if you know, if you've got good good conditions, I don't know why I stumbled. Good 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 conditions. If you've got good conditions, it's a good good desert. You know, you can your tracks are covered for you by the wind and stuff, and so tracking becomes much more difficult. True. And with the topography of a desert terrain. While, yes, it is open and the places to hide are limited, if you put dunes between you and the dude that's hunting you, like like Josh said, it kind of works the same way as the jungle. There's not a clear line of sight. So Okay. Okay, so your ideal terrain, you can fight back with only what you find in nature. Ten-minute head start. Are you taking the deal? I would take yes. it. Okay. So the... Is it the fighting back or picking your terrain that would make you take it with only the 10-minute head start, Josh? Because you said you'd rather Both. you'd only take 30. Both. Yeah. If, if I have any kind of advantage, I feel like a 10-minute head start is just enough for me to keep running and stay away. Okay. Like. What's your weapon of choice? If, you're ma- if you have to craft a weapon out of just whatever you find. What's your what's your go to? Honestly, honestly, I'm going to go with a trap. I'm going to dig a hole, fill it with some sharp stuff. Do you know how long it, it with, takes you know, to dig so a that's hole? That's something, and I couldn't dig a hole in ten minutes. Like not a deep enough hole for someone now, to fall in now, and hurt themselves. Now this this would be deeper into the twenty four hours. You know. Oh, so you're thinking you have plenty of time? I mean, I'm just going to tell you, with a shovel and two young men helping me with shovels. Digging a three-foot hole for a pool that's like ten feet around and three feet wide took almost an entire day. You got to remember, you can do some crazy things on adrenaline. And being hunted, I'm sure there's going to be no bigger adrenaline rush in your life. And you think you can dig a hole, fashion spears to put in it, and cover it? No. No, that's like a later in the process. I'm gonna be fashioning a spear real quick, yeah. and then keeping on running okay, until so I feel like I'm in a good spot to fashion a trap. Okay, so your go-to weapon would be a spear. Then that's your first. Now, if I were in the desert, my go-to weapon would be finding some water and keeping moving. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, go-to weapon. You got to fashion one out of sticks, rocks, whatever. I would, I would, I, I mean, the easiest thing would be a steer, a spear, a yeah. steer, a spear. You know, as you move, a steer would work. You grab something heavy and 
Yeah. You know, when you get, you stop every once in a while and, and, and make it. But my bigger priority on top of that would be camouflage. So, mm. you know, I'm also picking up brush and stuff along the way so that, because my, my initial Putting plan. flowers behind your ears. That kind of thing. Yeah. So I can lay down. And Gotta if that, look good. If that sucker gets close to me, I'm going to poke him. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to take the Josh method. I'm going to play the long game. I'm going to find me a grizzly. I'm going to tame it. And train it <laughs> to, to defend me. That's why later. I, why that's did later I not expect you to come period. up with some kind of answer like that? Like Chad just takes off into the woods and immediately like hitches up a bear and is like, "Let's ride." That's later hey in the twenty-four hour period. We're like the same period, size. But, Let's be friends. Oh, I'm thinking of like the edge and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I'm gonna get camouflaged and you know be ready and. Like, I'm focusing on, like, right, I'm going to double back and sneak around and, like, I'll always have eyes on him and know where he's at, that kind of thing. And Chad's just like, I'm going to tame a bear. (laughs) If I knew we were playing in fantasy land, then I'm just going to create a dinosaur. Hey, there might be a dinosaur. I'm going to go out and gather a herd of lions and give him his scent and just send him out. So last you know, night, maybe while I'm drigging, digging my adrenaline hole, I'm gonna I'll arm some monkeys t- with some rocks. I'll I don't, just trap a tiger inside it. That way, I don't have to sharpen a bunch of sticks. I don't like the term adrenaline hole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what I was trying to say is, there might be a dinosaur behind my house. Last night. <laughs> You know, when you do things like that, your sound cuts out. Do you have, like, a gate really? on your sound? Yeah, it peaked. That, like, you can only might, get so I loud might. and then it... I'm, I might. I don't know. Anyways, uh, laying in bed last night watching a show with my wife, and out of nowhere, the power goes out, and in the distance, so we sleep with our windows open, we do that in winter so that it's cool... But we just haven't shut them yet, and I think it's because we've gotten used to hearing, like, the bugs, Mm. you know, the chirping and whatnot. Nature sounds. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to buy an app or anything. It's just right there for me. But so, in the distance behind us, when the power went out, we heard what sounded like an explosion, but it was really drawn out like a roar. So, it was like this, like... And then it just stopped. That's what electricity sounds like when it shoots down power lines. And in my mind, I was thinking, man, it's freaking 2020. For all we know, Godzilla is climbing out of his crevasse. <laughs> in and this Benton, is it. Arkansas. And this is the end. I mean, hey, where, else, where, where better to hide than Arkansas? No, in the great ice storm of 2002, down my street. I remember that. Yeah, we on our street, we had these you know power lines up and down our street and when the when the ice and trees started to fall on these power lines these giant balls of electricity would shoot from transformer to transformer down these power lines and that's what it sounded like just this ungodly roar it's intense (laughs) and you were like what is happening Because everything is pitch black, but we had a power line in front of our house, and one of those giant balls of electricity shot down it, and it was just—it went from being pitch black to like the sky was opening up. <laughs> I was well, like, "It's the rapture." Exactly. My 2020 brain went to either a, this is the end, b, rioters and looters are about to come busting through my front door, or c dinosaurs yeah by the way i loved your which would be the end i loved your reaction to that noise like you're shirtless in gym shorts you're like i'm gonna go stand outside and look at this that's right i was like i need to grab my gun and my helmet absolutely (laughs) i went straight outside Uh uh-oh we lost josh oh that's no battery thing low power yeah but it's hooked up to a charger so i don't know how that's possible that happened, and now we're just going to yeah. look at a picture of Josh's daughter, because for some reason, that's the default. Here he comes. Boom. Yeah, that's just what I do. Space Roadsy is back. Space okay. Roadsy. Josh, you said something about the Hunger Games. If you were living in the Hunger Games, would you volunteer as tribute? Probably Depending not. Depending on what district I lived in. <laughs> 
Josh said probably not. It depends well, on what dick my thing is. In. Like, if I didn't, if I didn't have a family, yeah, I'd be all about it. You'd want to be a Hunger Games champion. Well, it's more like I can either be the very best or <laughs> no worries, I'm dead. <laughs> no worry, you're the best. Aaron, would you? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on what district I lived in. Okay, why? Well, because because obviously, the, if you're from one richer, or two, then... the richer districts train for that, yeah. and the poorer districts are like, we ain't got time to train. We got to work, make some money. <laughs> We're starving down here. <laughs> okay, you come from the worst district twelve. No, I'm not volunteering <laughs> for that junk. I'll wait till they draw my rock. Like, no. See, I feel like. The districts that should volunteer are 1, 2, and 12. Because those District 12 people, they they ain't afraid of no hard work. They're scary. Well, my thing is, if you know the Hunger Games exists, and there's a chance that you could be selected for it, like... When I go home in the evenings from working, if I'm in a poor district, like I'm, I'm going right into training. You know? <laughs> like I'm not going to sit around and just be like, "Well, today was the long day." I'm going to be like, "Let's do this. I got to be ready." Josh is working on his hole digging skills. <laughs> That's right. Nah, I, it's I'm a whole thing. Electricity. I'm in my backyard with cages of wild animals <laughs> trying to learn how to tame them. That's right. Absolutely. Which is one sad thing that I didn't see in the Hunger Games is like there were no animals. Well, there were the dogs in the first one. They released the hounds or right, whatever. Right, but it that, wasn't like, like wild scene. animals. Like No, no, no. Other than the chirpy bird things. Yeah. That was a lot more air than it was impression. <laughs> Flawless. I do what I can. Proud of you, Chad. Everyone listening is just going to hear air. (laughs) (laughs) It's what I do. (laughs) I can't help it. Oh, my goodness. I've got a hair stuck on my tongue. But no, straight up, I'm going home. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going home and I'm training... Like learning how to do things that they wouldn't expect me to be able to do because, you know, in all the interviews and stuff, they're like, okay, so-and-so is good with this. We need to take that away. So like I would learn how to, I don't know, work with electricity. That way I can make certain bodies of water. I just think you had to be real vague in your interviews. Like just don't give away any of your skills. Hey, what are you good at? Exactly. Well, I mean, I make a pretty mean birdhouse. Like, That's right. I can weave a basket. That's right. uh, Have you tried my bread? Or like, what was the dude's name from District 12? Peter. Yeah, Peter. His answer could have been like, I'm real great at throwing out bread for people yeah. to not eat. <laughs> Stupidest thing well, I've ever My main seen. job is handling moldy bread. <laughs> My dad's a mere baker. <laughs> and in my free time, I I, like I don't know paint. what else he did. Oh, yeah, he painted. He was an artist, right? Yeah. I sit in yep. fields with pretty girls. <laughs> what? Because, yeah, he would always go meet Katniss outside no, the fence line. That's the other guy. Different guy. That's not Peter? No. Oh, that's nah. Hemsworth. Remember, it was the, it was the, yeah, they were star-crossed lovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't that into it, so I don't remember. No, no. P- Peta was like the weird stalker dude that was secretly in love with Katniss, and then the other guy was her her love interest. Josh read the books probably in about four days. I I read all three books in three days. Yeah, I've only seen the movies. <laughs> Chad, which is the per first use. book. <laughs> The first book, Chad walked in one night, and I was under my comforter because Jeffrey was asleep in the room. I was under the comforter with the flashlight trying to finish it. Like a child. Oh, like never-ending storying that thing? (laughs) I I just, I didn't want to wake Jeffrey up. Bastion! (laughs) What? That's the dude's name. I know, I just don't know why you're quoting it. 
I was way more into the never-ending story than I <laughs> oh, ever was. Oh, gosh. That movie was never-ending. God, that friggin' movie was awful. It was the worst. I mean, it's literally called the never-ending story, and you're like, it's so long. Well, it was actually only an hour and a half or something like that. It wasn't very long. It just felt long because it was a terrible story. I was super jazzed when they parodied that song in Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, I I'm was. sure you were. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> so keeping. We're just gonna keep with the theme. I asked a question, we ran with it. We've got ten minutes left. I'm just gonna keep going. So everything goes to crap. Okay, the power goes out like the other night. Dinosaurs are out, roaring, tearing things apart. Godzilla breathing fire. You join a team. Okay, to survive, you have to pitch yourself to this team. What is the number one thing that you bring to a survival situation? Oh, I'm really good with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I've trained with lots of weapons. Josh, what? <laughs> that's scary. What's the number one thing that you bring? In a survival situation, number one skill. So, so I, I walk up to said group and they're like, "It's an interview. Like, explain." Yeah, so they they are like, it's on the spot interview of like, why should we let you run with us? And you have to give them your number one skill. What do you bring look, to the group? Look, I'm from Southwest Arkansas. That's all you need to know. Well, I think another pitch. I for think me I would just be, kicked you out of the group. <laughs> I think well, we're leaving you on the side of the road. I think another thing would be would be tactics. Like I've that, I've done a lot of tactics mm. and stuff with these cops and police officers that I've gotten to go and work with. So I'm good with that. Plus, I was a Boy Scout. I feel like I have a like I'm just like a Swiss Army knife of okay of skill. <laughs> I'm good for a cuddle. <laughs> you know, you're... <laughs> what? You're I don't all... understand why you're I'd all... never expect you to just be like, you know what? I'm just a big teddy bear. You're like, all... if you had a bad day, you can come just lay your head on my shoulder. You're all mixed up in the end of the world, man. Sometimes you just need you a just little comfort. Uh... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to form my own posse. This is Morpheus. He's posse. our weapon specialist. Over here, we've got Cactus Jack. He's really good with tracking and this is chad he's here if you need a hug <laughs> you came up with those characters really fast oh man i'm that's another thing i'm good at <laughs> storytelling what, what were you saying josh i'm sorry no I, i'm not trying to be in their posse i'm trying to make my own posse i just picture like mad max fury road characters and you're standing in front of them like what do you have to offer and you're like bring it in man i got hugs <laughs> <laughs> i just try and spread the love so josh if you formed a posse what would it take to be in the pookie pook po- the Pookie Pook clan or whatever you would call yourselves. Well, we're not a clan. The road squad. Um, that, that sounds so lame. Does it? We I definitely, thought it sounded incredible. We definitely just not have a name. <laughs> the nameless um, ones. <laughs> I don't know. It would just depend on the situation, what, what our needs were. Okay. Do you Your take... needs in a post-apocalyptic situation is everything. <laughs> Well, like, it would depend on, like, who's already in my posse. Like, no one. Say I got Chad's hugs already there, you know, I don't need a hugger. I, well, I, I don't need a hugger. That problem is solved. <laughs> That's right. The last thing you want in a group is two huggers. Because <laughs> then they just exactly. hug each other all the time. <laughs> the last thing you want is two huggers. <laughs> Okay. Now, in, in that situation, you got to have something that other people want and then have them develop some sort of loyalty because of that. Now, I don't care what your skills are as long as you're loyal. Oh, so Josh wants a cult. He wants to build a <laughs> yeah. cult. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what he wants. He wants Far Cry 5 cult building. That's so, what he wants. So do you just let like everybody in? 
No. There's no screening process other than, yeah, sure, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Uh, there's screening process. I need you to prove that you're going to do whatever I tell you to do. Okay, but other than that, I'm in. How would you get someone to prove that they would do what you asked them to do? Oh, gosh, this is, I feel like this they, can't end well. They, w- they would walk into an empty room. There would be a puppy in the room. Then the room is not and empty. Me. And me. So, other than me and the puppy, the room's empty. Are you going to ask them to end the life of the puppy? Yep, I'm going to hand them an unloaded gun. Or a gun with blanks in it. That way they don't, like, check to see. I feel like everyone's going to pull the trigger. It's post-apocalypse. You hand me that gun, and it's me or the puppy. Like, no thought. I'm pulling the trigger. Exactly. And that's your loyalty test? Yeah. So you're letting everyone in. (laughs) That's right. Everyone's coming in. (laughs) You know, if they're willing to shoot a puppy for me, come on. I'm willing to shoot a puppy for me. It has nothing to do with you. Post-apocalyptic Josh is sick, man. Yes, he is. Or I could totally go the, uh, what was that one movie where the British dude's like a secret agent? That's literally what you were. That's literally what you were just doing. The Kingsman. Oh, yeah, man. the Kingsman. And they make them uh, shoot a puppy. Well, but it's, it's more they make them love the puppy first. Mm. So you Where are you getting these puppies? I don't know. Supposed apocalyptic <laughs> world. Maybe I'd set up shop in a kennel or something. That would be their entry fee. Hey, when you show up, bring a puppy. <laughs> Now you must love yeah. the puppy. <laughs> love the puppy. <laughs> Raise the puppy, feed no, the puppy. For me, they would have to have some kind of pertinent skill. Yes. Beyond hugging. Well, that's just well, like I would it, let you like I've seen you carpenterize things. Well, yeah, I have really good skills, but I mean <laughs> You're like my most beneficial but I mean, skill is the hugging. It's the end of the world. Sometimes you just need you a little need love. A you know what I'm saying? Ooh. I mean, it's sad. We all know it's depressing that if it's the end of the world, we're we're just gonna get the band back together mm-hmm. and play that one song until it does end. It's the yeah. end of the world as we know it. I don't know if I could play that too many times before I just lose it. Before you end yourself. That would be the worst, yeah. Yeah, no, you'd have to have a pertinent skill set for me. Like, can you build things? Like, are you good with electricity? Do you know, like, are you a good fabricator? Because can, you can teach anyone to use a weapon. Anyone. This is true. But you can't teach everyone in a post-apocalyptic situation, how to fabricate things from nothing. Like, did you ever watch that show that they had on the Discovery Channel where they did that with, like, a group of people? They uh-uh. they brought them in. I don't remember what it was called, but they... they Junkyard it, Wars? No, it wasn't Junkyard Wars. It was, a, it was an did, actual though. experiment. <laughs> it was an actual experiment that they did. And they brought in these people... Some of them were just average people. Some of them were like scientists and botanists and things like that. But they put them in this warehouse, and all they could use was what they found in the warehouse. And they had to come up with systems for water and food and all that kind of stuff. And they even like simulated like a tax on their little base or whatever. And it's really, really interesting. But uh-huh. you can't like there's you can't teach everyone to fabricate from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like. So speaking of shows like that, have you ever watched Running Wild with Bear Grylls? No. Okay. It no. Is, it is this show where the premise is he takes a celebrity. I feel like Bear Grylls is a masochist, and that's why I don't watch that show. <laughs> well, so he takes a celebrity. He goes out to some random place in the world, and they have to get from point A to point B. Okay? Like, they get dropped off, and there's an extraction point they have to reach. They only have certain items, of course, to help them get across this. Other than that, like they have to find their own food, find a place to shelter for the night, so on. So I'm watching it, and he has the guy, I think his name is Zachary Quinto or Quintlo. He's the guy who plays Spock in the new Star Wars movies, yeah. or Star Trek movies, sorry. Um, anyways, they were scaling a rock face. Okay, 
Well, in order to scale this rock face, they used a rope with a grappling hook on the end. Okay. Zachary throws it a couple times, finally gets it up there, where when they show it from the camera angle, so it's got three prongs on it, two of the prongs are sitting on top of these two rocks that are next to each other, and one of the prongs is in the crevice between the two rocks, okay? And they tug on it a couple times, and it sets or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, whenever Bear gets up on that, and he puts, like, his full weight on it, and he's 20 feet in the air, like, do you think they actually let them just throw that hook up there and then go for it? Absolutely not. Because there's no way, if I'm Bear Grylls, that I am trusting that he just landed that hook in a safe enough place for me to completely trust it. Yeah. Like... You gotta, you gotta think. Like nine that times, camera I got up there somehow. Well, yeah. So there's a camera crew, obviously, and I'm thinking, surely they go up there and they set a line after they show the whole throwing of the hook, because nine times out of ten, that hook is not going to grab no. something sturdy, and when you put your weight into it, you're coming to the ground. Yeah. So I watch that, and I just see things like that. Like, okay, they're going this one. It's the same one. They were going through the Panama jungle, okay? What are the chances that walking through there, you don't come across a poisonous snake? What are the chances? Oh, man. Very low. Very slim, yeah. Well, they walked through. They never saw one. They never showed it or anything. And I'm thinking, if they have to be sending someone in front of them. Absolutely. Like, I was driving home today and snake. drove over a snake. Like, like they're out there like clearing snakes or cuz like <laughs> I'm in the burbs, man. Exactly, <laughs> cuz if you're just walking through the Panama jungle like you're not going to see that snake first all first off and you're going to step like right in front of it and it's going to bite you and you're going to die. Well, and see even <laughs> more so than jungle snakes, I am terrified of jungle ants. Have you watched any oh, kind of yeah. nature special that shows jungle ants? Them dudes will swarm you and just carry you away. Well, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. They just come out, club you over the head, and drag you that's, off through the woods. That's right. <laughs> just this Chad-sized bug coming at that's you. That's right. They're huge, well, and they so can lift like elephants. I did notice that this was the only episode I've seen other than the Dave Batista one. He had Dave Batista on, and they just went through, like, I, I think it was just the Grand Canyon. I could be wrong on that. It was some form of canyon. Anyways, this was the only one, really, that they didn't spend the night. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not staying out yeah, here. Yeah, Quinto's like, uh-uh, not ha- And they find a plane, like a, a crashed plane, and it's there's no body or anything but they find flares in there that work. And this plane is like rotted, decrepit. There's freaking tarantulas all over it. But there just happens to be a flare left in this plane that works. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, Bear no, trails. absolutely not. Josh's head has disappeared. This is what happens oh, when you use the dadgum effects on the Zoom call, Josh. <laughs> it just vanished. Your, your head becomes planet Earth. And all we see is the sun rising over the earth and your microphone anyway well i guess we're gonna get out of here unless you guys have anything else pertinent to well you know last week we talked about myths and legends and i had a story that i was gonna bring but i forgot about it and i thought it'd be fun to talk about for a second go for it these three little boys in sweden i think it was sweden were like they yes. let a black widow bite them because they were like it'll give us superpowers yeah no, it's probably just going to kill you. <laughs> did they die? I don't think so. Okay, good. That would be a terrible story if they did. I mean, it's already a terrible story because you're an idiot. Yeah. And you let a deadly spider bite right. you. Like, at least experiment with one that's not, like, known for killing people. Like, I don't know. I mean, I mean guys... The spider obviously has to be radioactive to be Spider-Man. Like I would just like I didn't read the story. So like microwave it, it first. It, well, go like <laughs> just take blowing a trip up spiders in your microwave. <laughs> take, a, take a little trip to Chernobyl and then find a spider there. Hey, Chernobyl's actually cleared. Oh man, James, this one's defective. It just pops. 
It's been in there for a minute. It just pops. Boop. I love how you just come up with these people in your mind. <laughs> James and Timmy and Jimmy and cracking corn. <sighs> it's just the way my brain works. Would you guys go to Chernobyl now that it's open? Would you go? I mean, I, th- I would want to see be interesting. it. Mm. Like, give me a hazmat suit. Let's go. Watch the movie Chernobyl on Netflix and see if it changes your mind. Is it like a legit? Is it a no? Story it's totally type movie? fiction. Okay, because totally I was like, fiction. if it's a documentary, then yes, I will go home and watch that immediately. No, it. I was hoping that it was going to be like something serious ish, you know, like yeah, I don't know, a radioactive bear or something like some like. Not radioactive, like, bites you and you turn into Bear Man, but, yeah. like, you know, deformed or something. No, it was, like, aliens or something like that. It well, was I, can't, I definitely can't get into that. Yeah, it was awful. But I would go to Chernobyl. I'm with you. I think it's yeah. super interesting. It'd be super interesting to see. Terrible tragedy. Yeah. Really interesting place. Well, and ever since it debuted in that one Call of Duty game, I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's go to Chernobyl. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So anyways, that's going to be it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope that it was fun. I hope you lightened up and laughed because that's really what we wanted out of this for you. So anyways, I am Chad the Dad. I'm still in the studio and not in outer space. And I am probably the last person you want in your posse of the world. because you definitely want a guy (laughs) like share subscribe tell a friend and we will talk to you guys later peace